the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I should say before I begin, Merry Christmas. It's so lovely to see all of you this morning. Um, I should also say before I begin that I've been lazy with this sermon, because a couple of weeks ago, I was writing something for News and Notes, our weekly uh, newsletter, and I finished writing it, and I said, oh no, Greg, you can't send that out. You've just written your Christmas Day sermon. Um, but of course, knowing the likely attendance numbers this morning, I sent it out anyway. Um, and then I realized, you know, the, the folks who are most likely to be here on Christmas Day are also pretty likely to read the news and notes. Um, so I apologize to any of you, but I figure if you're here and you haven't heard it, well, you'll hear it now. And if you're here and you, you have heard it and you read news and notes avidly and you're also here on Christmas Day in the morning, uh, you likely uh, will stay part of the church and won't leave over me repeating myself. Um, but I, there was a moment a couple of weeks ago that for me became this perfect uh, symbol of Christmas, which was that a group of us from St. John's were standing out on Main Street uh, in the night and in the cold as part of something called the Charlestown Holiday Night Out. A bunch of businesses around town um, put on open houses or have special craftspeople come in to sell their goods or have booths and tables out on Main Street and welcome people. Santa Claus comes to the Cooperative Bank for photos and the organizers of the event clearly being community-minded people, put the two elementary schools and St. John's Episcopal Church right next to the bank where Santa was, as well as the smell of delicious buttered popcorn coming out of the bank. Um, and so all of these kids at right around 5 o'clock, um, 4 o'clock? It was still light, I feel like, when we started, but maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's just gotten darker and darker. Um, the kids would, would go in to see Santa and then come by our table where we had free cookies and little gift bags with candy canes and chocolates uh, and all sorts of good stuff. And the secret, of course, was as we gave out dozens and dozens of these bags of goodies, so many that we had to do an assembly line stuffing more and more of them together, um, that I had slipped a little, a little card with a nice quotation from the first letter of John about, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God, and our Christmas service times into the bags. So we, we filled those up and then we seated the whole neighborhood with them and um, hopefully nobody was mad at us. I didn't get any rude telephone calls like I was expecting the next day. Why are you giving my children things from the Bible? But anyway, the candy bags and the free cookies were popular, but they were not in fact the most popular thing we had to offer. The most head turning, the most popular thing was our raffle. And it was a nice raffle for a beautiful gift basket of cozy things. But the thing that was most popular about the raffle was that it was a free raffle. I have never seen people's heads turn as quickly as I did as they walked down the street and heard Simon Ringrose saying, free raffle tickets, win a gift basket, Red Sox tickets. Now the Red Sox tickets were not free, to be clear. But people would be walking down the sidewalk in full-on Boston mode I'm on my way home from work, you do not exist, don't talk to me, strange people out with a table. And suddenly they'd hear free raffle tickets and turn aside like it was the Holy Grail. And why not? What do you have to lose? 
You put in your name, you write something on a slip, you put it in the basket. It doesn't cost you anything, and maybe you get this nice gift basket. Except, here's the thing. We had out a tip jar, donations welcome, and we ended up making like $60 on the free raffle ticket and cookies. Because it turns out that if you put out a tip jar and you give people cookies and candy and raffle tickets for free, you might end up covering the cost. There were even some people who were insistent. There were two that stuck out to me. I remember one older lady who was walking down the, walking down the street and we said, you want a free raffle ticket? She said, no, 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 I don't have any cash with me. We said, no, they're, they're really free. She said, no, 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 but you want, you want donations. We said, no, just, just take one, take one. And then there was a young guy, 20-something, not the kind of person who would ever buy a church raffle ticket, who slipped a 20 in the jar, said Merry Christmas, and went off to go out to dinner with his friends. It's really funny the way that your expectations change things. If we had stood out there selling raffle tickets for uh, $5 each and only sold 12 of them, it would have felt really sad. If we had charged a dollar, I don't think we could have sold 60 tickets. But there we were, just giving tickets out for free and accepting donations, and it was the same $60 as it would have been. So we're standing there, and Pia says, you know, this is what grace is. And I realized, oh my gosh, she's exactly right. That is exactly what Christmas is. It's a gift given at absolutely no cost. The gift of everything that John describes in that gospel, that famous first chapter of John. A gift of life and light, a gift of love, a gift of the promise of peace, even if it's not yet fulfilled. It's a pure gift from God. There's nothing in that first chapter about what we do, or what we should do, or what we have to do. It's simply a gift that we've been given and that we can never repay. A gift that we don't deserve, but a gift that we get anyway. It's like a free raffle ticket from God, except it's even better than that, because in God's raffle, there's an unlimited number of baskets, and everyone wins. If you're willing to just turn aside and write your name on that ticket and risk freezing your fingers off in the cold, God invites you into a community of love in this life and to an eternal life of love in the next. We human beings walk through the night of this world that's so often dark and cold in full-on Boston mode, eyes straight ahead, huddled up against the darkness and the cold. And sometimes through our earmuffs, we might hear a voice inviting us. Free tickets, raffle, cookies, candy. We might see a light shining on the side of the path. We might feel a little warmth coming from someone else. And when we hear that voice, or see that light, or feel that warmth, that's God present among us, inviting us to stop for a minute and turn aside, to risk what may be some mild inconvenience of taking off our gloves in the cold, and to join into something. There's a tip jar on the table, to be sure. God invites us to love one another as we have been loved, but there's no cost. We're just given this gift, 
we're given the gift of the light of Christ and the love of God at Christmas. God loves you without reservation, without condition, without cost. God loves you completely free of charge, and it's the only way that any of this could work. I've been wondering since I warmed up after standing out there in the cold, what it would look like to live a life and to have a community that's shaped a little more like that grace the other 364 days a year. I wonder what it would look like at our harvest fair if the turkey dinner were free turkey dinner, $20 suggested donation to help cover the costs. I wonder who would pay more and who would get to have a meal that they couldn't afford to pay for. I wonder what our friendships and our relationships would look like if we stopped keeping score. I don't know if you do that or if it's just me, but if we kept, if we stopped tallying up well, I called them twice. Now they need to call me or they're in the doghouse. I wonder whether it would free us up for joy the way it freed us up on that night to appreciate that everything we've been given is a gift and everything we have to give is a gift. Because it's true. Everything we've been given every moment of every day is nothing but a gift completely undeserved, completely gratuitous, completely free of charge, and sometimes full of joy. For the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Amen.